I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tova Cito and Janice Gant and And Kevin E. Thanks for including me, guys. (laughs) Of course. You're all, you are essential. You're a main man. You are a main man. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Caitlin Frazier from Houston. Is she our sponsor? She's our sponsor today. Oh, Caitlin Frazier, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Kevin will eat this week. Yes. (laughs) Yay. $200 is plenty for groceries. Yes. I'm not like a poor guy or anything. Hey, Let us know and we'll bring hey, a sandwich for you. Gonna play this up. We're gonna get sponsors. <laughs> Kevin, he's got holes in yeah. his jeans. I actually live in the studio. <laughs> I sleep See right that there. It's <laughs> a pull out. I actually did sleep here once. I remember you telling us that. Were you in trouble? You were yeah. in trouble. Mm-hmm. I bet you, you were didn't in the doghouse and you had to sleep in your office. Mm-hmm. Wait, is well, that I really? I left because I was mad, but like, I didn't have anywhere else to go, so I came here. <laughs> is that really a pull out? Yeah. So you you weren't hanging off the end? <laughs> yeah. No, it goes comes out this way. No, I know, but you it was long enough for you. Um, it's tall. not particularly comfortable. Did you have a blanket terrible. or sheets or anything? Yeah, I think I brought a pillow and a blanket. <laughs> hey, next time, I live about two blocks from here. The next time you act the fool and you've got to leave, come on over to our house. That's can good spend to know. The night. Yeah. You really should. I mean, honestly. That I have a refuge. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, and I have it's a not very expensive per night. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really clean. Your house is Way more clean than mine. My house is clean. It is immaculate. I get pretty Always. OCD about it. Well, you don't have anybody. I mean, I have dogs. I have. Yeah, it'd be weird to sleep in on Tova's couch because you have kids and stuff. They'd be like, why is Kevin here? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I mean, Kevin Carter would be highly suspect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This is the funniest story. What? <laughs> Cause the other night, Carter went to prom and he took uh, Topher's car. Uh-huh. Um, Saturday night, it's a much nicer car than his Jeep. And so the, the next morning, he had parked it out front. And Anna Prin woke up early for some reason and had looked out the window. Maybe she was opening her drapes or something. <laughs> and she saw Topher's car. She thought he was there she spending did. the night with you? <laughs> she was fit to be tied i mean i heard her slamming things in the kitchen and i mean and then she came into my room and she was like where dad and i was like i don't know like why are you asking me this mom i know his car's out front i was like oh yeah I'm shacking up with dad oh i forgot to tell you i was like anna bren he, uh, Carter drove his car last night for prom. Calm down. <laughs> I mean, that's like so far from anything that would ever happen. Even in the realm of possibilities. Oh my gosh. I was laughing 
so, and then she started, she came and jumped on my bed. I was like, you are a hot mess. She was like, I was so pissed. I was like, well, I thought you were feeding the dogs extra loud. Like a lot of slamming in the kitchen. (laughs) You tell Anna Prim that if that ever happens, that she needs to give me a ringy dingy. Oh, she would need you bad. (laughs) You would need me (laughs) bad. (laughs) Yes, I would. Oh, so many layers to that problem, if that ever happened. Um, Okay, so today we are talking, we had a a girl uh, who Instagrammed me, I probably shouldn't say her name, because... She's asking about this. And yeah, the, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but she asked us, she said that, I'll, I'll just read you what she said. It was very nice. She said, I listen to all your podcasts, love them all. Would you ever do one on split families, combining families, and how to be a step parent? A lot, a lot of layers there. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of layers there. And both of us have have not only experience with people that we meet with from time to time, that's a tough, tough thing, but you have done it. I've done it. And yes. you've done it well. Um, and I, I'm i not remarried, but I've certainly, I mean, I've been dating the same guy for a year and a half, and that's, I mean, even just the introduction and the how, how, important it is to do that well you know the whole dating combining families it's it's a slippery slope and it's tricky and just like everything else in life it doesn't come with a manual no it doesn't and so there's no real perfect formula because every situation is so different every family is so different all the personalities are so different um, so it's a it's a slippery slippery slope I do think there are some things though that will make it easier if if you will do that do some things you know because I think that it's it's difficult because we you're you'd be so excited about marrying this person and then you know you have this idea about the fantasy and the kids getting along and putting it together and then you've got the oh, I don't have any stepmother <laughs> or the stepfather or any of that stuff you know and it and it really can be very difficult yeah and um, and it's really, uh, I mean, it's it's it's. I don't want to use the word unfair because yeah, I mean, the fair's in October. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fair's a place you take your kids. That's uh-huh. what I have said my whole for a long, long time. But you know, if you're falling in love with somebody and you can't wait to spend the rest of your life with them, and they have three kids and you have three kids. You know, the kids are kind of forced in, just like they were forced into the divorce. Now they're being forced into another situation. And I imagine for anybody's kids, no matter how wonderful everybody is involved, that it's not easy. No. It's not easy. Yeah. So um, maybe we talk about some of... You said there's several things that you know of or probably have learned along the way through your work and also just personal. Uh-huh. What are those things that we can do um, to make it better? Well, I'll, I'll share, uh, share a little bit of what, of what Tom and I did, yeah. which uh, I think might be a little bit helpful. That'd be great. It's a little bit different because my daughters were already 
out of the house. Bren was married when Tom and I got married, and Wesley, Wesley was married. Blair wasn't. But um, so, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you a funny story. Right after Tom and I got married, we lived in his duplex. He had a duplex on, he owned a duplex on University. And um, so we bought this house together, and we, we, Tom and I were looking at houses, and Bryn came over one day to go look at houses with us, and we walked through this house, and I was like, okay, so that'll be mine and Tom's bedroom, and that'll be Corey's bedroom, and then that third bedroom will be a guest bedroom. And Bryn goes, well, wait, where's my bedroom? And I was like, with, at your house with your husband. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, you mean I don't get my own bedroom in y'all's house just in case I ever want to come spend the night? No <laughs> I way. I was like, oh no, gosh. you don't get a bedroom. You don't have three extra bedrooms in case. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Somebody no. gets a little homesick. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really That's funny. actually really cute. I know, it was really good. Co- she just couldn't believe that. I was thinking about buying a house with Tom and no room for her, <laughs> no room in the Hilarious. end. <laughs> but anyway, so we, um, so when Tom and I got married, Corey was twelve, and uh, or yeah, he was twelve, and we. So what? What? And and Tom's ex-wife lives here in the in the neighborhood, which was or in the area, which is great. And so one of the things that I did is I called her, her name is Zuma, and I said, uh, Zuma, I know that you probably know that Tom and I are getting married, and she said yes, and I said, I just want you to know that I have no intention of being Corey's mom. He has a mom, it's you, and if you ever feel like that I am infringing upon your role as mom, then I want you to call me because I don't want to do that. And so then I did the same thing with Corey. I said, Corey, you already have a mom. Nobody wants two moms. And so my goal is to suck up to you and be your friend. <laughs> he was like, sweet. <laughs> and so Corey and I had a very good relationship, still have a very good relationship. And what, what we did was if I had, I would ask Corey to do things. I would say, hey, Corey, would you please put your dishes in the dishwasher or would you please make up your bed or something like that? And he was always really sweet and would be like, sure. And sometimes he did it, sometimes he didn't. But, uh, but if I had a complaint about Corey, I went to Tom with it. And I had Tom... We decided that if there was a complaint about my girls, he would come to me. And if there was a complaint about Corey, I would go to him. And he would present that as opposed to me presenting it so that I did not look like I was trying to boss him or get him in trouble or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And that worked out pretty well. Because what I have seen before is people... You know, let's say a guy has gets married and um, and he has daughters, and this other woman comes in. She starts bossing those daughters. I mean, especially if they're teenagers, 
you know, they, they're not going to take to it. Mm -hmm. And, and so no, as I've said, nobody wants two moms and nobody wants two dads. One is plenty. Yep. So then the other person is going to be the, if, so if you're blending two families and you have children, then like, let's say your family, Tova, you would be in charge of the, of, of the rules that pertain to your kids. And he would be in charge of the rules that pertain to his kids and you guys would talk about that ahead of time because you might have different ideas about it Mm -hmm. and so that's the communication is just essential you know you walk in the house and and his kids are there and you see something you don't like and you start saying you you know that's not okay with me you know without him being there to align with you it just puts you in a place of of conflict mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that because your ultimate allegiance is going to be to your children and to him right. and his ultimate allegiance, even if he adores your children is going to be to his children and to of course. you. Of course. And so it's difficult. I mean, it can be, it can be funky, but you, as a stepmom, I just never wanted to be the bearer of bad news. Now, after Corey graduated from college, he came home and he was looking for a job. So he was living in our house over on Abbott, where we live now. Mm-hmm. And um, and one day he had been looking for a job, but he was looking sort of hard, but not just terribly hard. I walked in the back door. I'd been really tired. I'd been I'd seen like a bazillion clients that day. And Corey was asleep on the couch and there was a big old Whataburger sack in front of him. And he had been there for about three months and and he set up, he was really cute. And he goes, I said, What are you doing? And he goes, Well, I mean I looked for a job for a couple of hours, but Two hours is about all a person can look for a job. <laughs> so I told Tom when Tom got home. <coughs> that's it. Tova's got a little cough. Yeah. When, uh, so when Tom got home, I said, it's time. <laughs> it's time for Corey to go. And I said, you know, it, it, if you don't want him going, then I'm going to go for a while. <laughs> but I'm going to the mansion <laughs> on your dollar. <laughs> And so Corey was upset with me, and even his mom was kind of upset with me. I mean, I was like the bad person that was finally pushing Corey out the door. And, I mean, I don't blame him one bit. He had food. He had, you know, uh, his your sheets clean. Heck yeah. and, you know, Clean-y and Tom lady. was having a big time, you know. So, um, so it was really funny that following thanksgiving we were sitting at dinner and blair goes Corey, so i bet you were really mad at my mom because she made you leave (laughs) and he goes yeah and she goes don't feel bad she did the same thing to all of us (laughs) because i did after three months i was like goodbye girls i bet that made him feel like it's not it wasn't him it's just it was just time to get out the door but it was but it was a it was a funky period because tom i understood that tom he was so happy to have Corey there. Yeah, I get that too. You know, they too. chat in the morning, chat at night, and I was like, mm-mm. Well, I'm, I'm not doing this. Yeah, no, I, it was time. He graduated from college. It was time for him to go figure something out. Did Tom, <clears throat> did you, do you and Tom have similar um, discipline, thinking, and styles? Uh, 
Yeah. Like when he, when Corey was acting out or doing whatever, and, and would he, would he discipline or do what you would have done? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he would talk to Corey about it, and Tom and Corey have always had a really good relationship, and um, Corey got into a little bit. I mean, he did some normal kid things, you know, and um, and. There was one that I I made a suggestion and Tom didn't do it because he didn't believe that I knew what I was talking about and about something. And then Tom found out that I really did know what I was talking about. But for the most part, we really did. My kids were pretty much gone, so he didn't have to deal with that. But uh, no, he did a great job with Corey. Corey is really, he was not a problem at all yeah that's you know but he would he would say Corey, no you i mean he would confront him and then when i if like if there was something like let's say i had asked him three days in a row to make up his bed and he didn't then i would go to tom and say hey babe Corey, i've asked him to make up his bed and he's not doing would you please reinforce that to him and he was like yes so tom would be the one to go in and say Corey, and he didn't say janice told me you hadn't been making up your bed he went in and said Corey. You need to make up your bed every day, and you need to put your dishwa- dishes in the dishwasher. When, after Tom and I first got married, they were both, I mean, you know, two guys. They had lived together in, when he was with Tom, just the two of them, and they were messy. And I came home one day, and I said to Tom, I said, I, first of all, I want you to know that I am not interested in divorcing you. However, I am not willing to live with you and Corey if you're not going to pick up after yourself and put your dishes in the dishwasher. (laughs) I said, we can buy a duplex and we can live next door to each other (laughs) and you can come over and we can roll in the hay and then you can go home. (laughs) But But my place is going to be clean. uh Uh-huh. It's going to be clean. And he got it and he was like, okay. So, so we really, it really worked out well. And, and Zuma and I never had problems with that either she didn't feel threatened or yeah so it it was it was really great but we talked a lot about it and Tom was not overly defensive about Corey if I came to him he 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 never belittled my opinion or what I was wanting or never said that's ridiculous Janice you know or anything like that so I didn't feel like his loyalty to me was uh, compromised at all, and I never, but I also never put him in a position to have to choose yeah. that. Yeah. Because honestly and truly, if even when I said, you know, Corey needs to go or I'm going, I would have been okay at the mansion for a while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Actually, it kind of sounds fun. <clears throat> yeah, I actually want to go check in right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out great. So <clears throat> I love that it worked out great. It doesn't always work out great. No. Well, he was older, too. Yeah. And so just to hit on that real quick, do you think that there is, not that we have any control over it, but is there an ideal age? Like, um, uh, say you got divorced when your kids were eight and Mm -hmm. six and five, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you've been dating. Is it better to get married when they're like you've been dating the same guy for three or four years, should you get married now? Should you wait till they're teenagers? Should you do it before they become teenagers? Should 
you start dating someone and they are teenagers, should you wait till they're out of the house? I mean, is it just statistics or research show that any age is more compatible or easier than another age? Maybe, but I don't know of those statistics. Mm -hmm. What I think is the most important is that you, the, the man and the woman are aligned on their positions, Mm -hmm. you know, so that I did not, I didn't have any interest in being the mother of Corey. Right. Because I didn't want to be in conflict with his mother and I didn't want to give him that position of being like, why are you telling me this? You're not Not my my mom. And trust me, they will say that. My girls would have been all over Tom if he had tried to boss them, if they had lived in our house. Heck yeah. You know, so I just think... I understand that. And I do think that, I I honestly do think that if people are going to get married and they're going to blend families, that it is essential for them to have some counseling around that so that you can talk about these issues. How are you guys going to negotiate somebody not putting their dishes in the dishwasher, yeah. for example? Yeah. It's those those sort of things. Totally. It's and the day-to-day stuff. It absolutely yeah, is. That and could be a death by a thousand paper cuts. If some man came and, I mean, can you moved into my house and started disciplining Carter, uh, <laughs> I no. mean, it wouldn't work. No, and I... And I, I, don't, I don't need it and I don't want it. No, and I didn't, you know, if Tom was going to ground Corey for something, that was between him and Corey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, I would have mm-hmm. I would have never, you know, I don't, I, 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 I think that if you have little children, you know, you better make sure you're on the same page with that too. Yeah. You know, if, if one of them spanks and the other one doesn't, well, first of all, if you're, if you spank your kids, stop. Yeah. Because it's not okay. And, um, but I think that, that you would certainly want to be very careful with that. I can't imagine some guy coming in and hitting one of my children. Oh, good. You know, so. I'd I'd pack. Yeah. So all of that has Mm -hmm. to be talked about in length with somebody Mm -hmm. that can say, okay, and and you if you're going to do that as a, as a therapist, what I would do, which is probably not surprising, but I would be very bossy about it. I would be very adamant about you cannot do this mm-hmm. because those children will, it, it will, it will cause huge animosity, especially if they already, if their parent, like their father is still alive mm-hmm. or their mom is still alive. Mm-hmm. You literally want to just be a friend. Mm-hmm. And be an encourager and love them, but... Keep, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom passed away in 2003. My dad remarried. She's not my mom. And I don't want her to be my mom. And never will be no. your mom. And I don't want a, a replacement. There is no replacement. That is my dad's wife. It That's is right. not... It, it's, it has nothing to do with my mom. No. I mean, it's just nothing no. to do with my mom. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. that's a loyalty. Mm-hmm. We have this deep we loyalty do. We do. to our parents. We do. And I see my children have that with me and with Topher. You yeah. know? And and I respect and appreciate that. And I would never want to do anything to compromise that, you know, ever. 
you know, Topher's dating, uh, he's been dating the same girl for three years, and I don't know her very well at all. Um, but I could tell you that she means nothing to my children compared to me. You know, oh, like, no. you know, I mean, and, and it really doesn't matter who I've dated or who I am dating. Th- that my children like Craig and they love being around Craig and Craig is lovely with them. But like you said, they're just friends. I mean, mm-hmm. there's their loyalty is with their dad mm-hmm. as it should be. And yeah. I will always encourage that. Yeah. You know, our children, Topher and I's children do not need a mom or a dad. No. They have one. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not perfect, but it's, I, I, I love that you say you have to get on the same page. And, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those conversations, I'm sure, are really, can be really uncomfortable or mm-hmm. really difficult. You know, even as you're dating and you're seeing things that, yes. wow, like, okay, if I'm being realistic, how viable would this be? If we combine, you know, you, you have to have those hard thoughts. (laughs) Well, and when you think about that, like, for example, if, I mean, Corey and Tom lived in, Tom and Zuma got a divorce when Corey was like four. And so they, Tom and and Corey had this bro thing going on (laughs) in that (laughs) duplex. You know, one time I could, there was this smell in there and I just could not figure out what it was. And I finally found like a sandwich under the bed in Corey's room that there is no telling how long that had been there. And neither one of them smelled it. Oh my And I had been smelling it for days. <laughs> and then one time they came in and I was burning incense and they were like, oh, what smells so bad in this apartment? <laughs> In the duplex. But, you know, so I had to be aware of that they were not, he, they weren't me. And that, and, and, but yet Tom was good about saying, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make a point of cleaning out the kitty litter a little more frequently or something like that, you know. So he didn't, he never took the stance of, well, that's just the way we did it. So you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to be real collaborative when you're talking about all those things because you need to preserve the relationship. Let's say if you and Craig got married, you wouldn't, that relationship is very, very important. And so you have to honor that and still honor Absolutely. your relationship with your kids and not interfere in his relationship with it's his kids. It's complicated. It can be. <laughs> yeah, it can be really, really complicated. It's actually pretty simple, though. Yeah. It's about loyalty. Yeah. And so if you keep that in the front of your mind, yeah. then it you may have a little bit of a conundrum as far as which decision, which way you go, but... It's important that you hear one another. Like if one of the, if one of the parents, like if Craig came to you with something about your kids, that you do listen non-defensively, so that Craig doesn't feel like he's, you know. I bet that's really really hard. It can it, be because it's it's yes. Like anybody, you I can tell you about mm-hmm. Carter. I can tell you about Anna Prin. I can tell you about George. But you better tell me how wonderful they That's are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's one yeah. person who can talk about the, mm-hmm. the, the reality uh-huh. of, of them, and that's me. <laughs> Everybody else needs to tell me how fabulous they are. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I 
I have, uh, I've seen that dynamic. Um, uh, you know, Craig and I are just two really different people and Mm -hmm. we discipline different and, and I've thought, you know, how would, how would that work? You have to, you have to really think about like, how would that work? So let me ask you, is it important? What's, what's the answer here? And I'll, I'll go with me for a second okay. is, do you need to become aligned with the same way? So like, we're very different about some things. We're very aligned on a lot of things, but there's a handful of things that we do differently as parents. Do we need to become aligned about those things with, so that all of our kids are experiencing the same thing or, or can I just do it how I want to do it and he can do it however he wants to do it. And we, regardless of our opinions about that, we need to shut up and put up. What is it? I I agree. I I don't think you have to align. I think it's impossible to Mm -hmm. have to align. And I have had uh, clients that have come in and they have, let's say one of them had a seven-year-old and the seven-year-old could look at his iPad in bed for an hour before he went to sleep. Mm -hmm. But then the other one's child, their rule was that she couldn't watch her iPad in bed. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I, uh huh. And I said, I think you got to keep your uh, your path going. And you, and then the uh, the you know the child who doesn't get to look at their iPad is like you. You're saying to that child, look, we think differently about some of these things. Mm-hmm. And I know it doesn't seem okay to you or it doesn't seem fair, Mm -hmm. but that's the way we're going to do it because Mm -hmm. their mom, their dad has a different way of doing it than I have of doing it. So we're going to agree to disagree, and it's going to have to be okay. Mm -hmm. And then you can try to align on other things, you know, but I don't think, because you don't want your child to have a big old resentment that they can't look at their iPad because so-and-so's child can't you know that can't and right. so they're having to give up their iPad then yeah. they're gonna have you know be frustrated and mad about that so there there would be some things let's say you're talking about something like alcohol in the house mm-hmm. underage drinking mm-hmm. I I think in that I think you would really definitely want to align mm-hmm. because I feel like that it could have some legal implications, and so I think that would be important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you're, and, and most of the things I think you would align, drinking and driving, all of sure. that stuff, you got to go to school, you know. However, now, if you had a, 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 a kind of a rule in your house that if somebody said they didn't want to go to school that day, they didn't have to go. My, I did that with my daughters. My daughters were like, I just am so tired of school. I don't want to go today. I'd say, okay, you can stay home, you know, cause they made their grades and they did their stuff. So mm-hmm. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And so, but if somebody else is like, no, you have to go to school. Then again, I'm not going to make my kids go to school just because somebody else's kid had to go. Mm-hmm. And so then the other kid will be, your kid would be like, my kid, it's not fair. They don't have to go. But I'm going to say, well, everybody's different. Yeah. And sometimes you just don't, it's not the same. I've, I've thought about, and that's great advice. I've thought, you know, my house and I think I've shared, it's loud. 
Uh-huh. I have a loud house. Uh-huh. And I mean, my our poor neighbors. I we our next door neighbor just moved, and I really think it's because we're so loud. I'm not <laughs> joking. <laughs> well, Carter goes. He left because he hates us. <laughs> <laughs> well, good riddance. Then he doesn't need to get have the privilege. <laughs> but you know, our house is the house where all the kids go. Um, yeah, right. You know, right. We always have a bunch of kids. There's usually music. The garage is. The kids hang out. I mean, there's a big stereo back there. There's basketballs bouncing all hours of the night. And I've often thought, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love that energy. I love the kids' friends there. I love all of it. Yeah. But I thought, what if I was ever with somebody? I mean, there's people out there who just don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they like a quiet home or mm-hmm. they're used to a quiet home. Maybe they didn't have kids or all their kids are grown. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and, and they don't want to be the stepdad of three kids and they don't want Hillcrest High School at their house every Friday and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And um, what would you do? Because that's not black and white, you know, and uh, like that would be, I guess, one of those things that you just have to get on the same page about. Otherwise, there would be constant conflict about that. Or you decide to not get married at that time. Yeah. Yeah. If your kids were already, let's say the age of your kids and mm-hmm. you were like, you know, we could get married, but you might want to keep a little apartment somewhere or go to a hotel if we're going to have party central here, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have to kind of think about that. Yeah. You know, because it would I would hate for you to like be forced to not have all of those kids at your house if it's something that you really like. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now, if they were in seventh grade and they had five years left yeah. of that, that might be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I do think that, uh, you know, th- I mean, I think there are ways around it. I-, I mean, I've had people get married and then live in their different houses while the kids graduate. So they just don't have to have that. You know, but that, but wow. they, but the kids are older, you know, so they're like in high school already. And so rather everybody than blend, keeps their house, the two, the, the mom and the dad keep the house. And then when the kids are at the, it's kind of like what you and Craig do now when you, when the kids are with their other parent, then you guys can hang out with wherever or whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, so they just continued that, but they went ahead and got married. Oh, so then they could, uh, I, I don't know what your rules are. I I was not willing to spend the night at Tom's or have him spend the night at my no. house if my children were there. No, I don't know. Or, or if Corey were there. That's my rule. That, yeah. It's actually in my decree because I didn't want yeah. that to happen either No, way. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why you could... It, you could oh, right. go it, ahead and get married, mm-hmm. and then he could be there in as much as he wants, you know. Right. But 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 he would still have his space if that was the sort of thing that he's like, I just can't take this, and you weren't willing to, yeah, you know. God, it's all. I mean, you want to talk about compromise? That's the blended family takes a lot of compromise. It does, but it's not. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of being. 
willing to compromise right. and being empathetic to the partner. Right. And yeah. rather than saying, well, Not that's a- just wrong, you're like, you know what, I have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. So here's, let's think about what we can do around that. Yeah. You're just not going to agree about all of that. Yeah, and it's not about winning. I think a lot of people look at it as mm-hmm. if they're not, if their spouse or future spouse or whatever is not perfectly aligning with them, then there's like some breach of loyalty or love, and it's not. Like, no, it has nothing to do with that. Mm-mm. And you know what else? I do think if the children are really small, you know, like let's say that uh, Bryn remarried, and her kids aren't small, but they're in elementary school and middle school. So there are quite a years, quite a few years left. I would think that it would be really important for somebody at that age to get some real counseling and talk about all those issues in their premarital counseling stuff. And if they're really young children, then you definitely want to make sure that you have some idea of how you see the high school years even evolving mm-hmm. so that there are no big surprises. Yeah, yeah. So how, how, what do we do? What do people do? I know that for a lot of people, the X is an issue. Um, whether it's, um, I mean, God, make up a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all kinds of issues that can come up with, with having an X. And I know for a lot of people that's, it can be a very difficult relationship, you know, whether like you and Tom Mm -hmm. get -hmm. along so well with your exes, that could be hard or weird for some people. Yeah. Topher and I get along very well. That could be very difficult. I mean, we're not having lunch ever or hanging out, but we co-parent very well. We get along very, we have mutual respect for one another. I'm always, we try really hard to be on the same team with the kids we never pit one against the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just, I think we do it really, really, really well. I do too. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. But, you know, that's not always the case. And there's a lot of exes that cause problems, codependent um, yeah. issues. There was, a, there was one incident where uh, Tom... I was sitting on the couch and Tom was in this conversation with Zuma and they were kind of, they were kind of arguing about something. I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Scant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice Gant and And Kevin E. Thanks for including me, guys. (laughs) Course. You're all, you are essential. You're a main man. You are Happy a main to be man. Here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you to Caitlin Frazier from Houston. Is she our sponsor? She's our sponsor oh, today. Oh, Caitlin Frazier, thank you yes. so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Kevin will eat this week. Yes. <laughs> Yay. $200 is plenty for groceries. Yes. 
I'm well, not like a poor guy or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Let us know and we'll bring hey, a sandwich for you. Gotta play this up. We're get sponsors. <laughs> Kevin, he's got holes in yeah. his jeans. I actually live in the studio. <laughs> I sleep See right that there. Couch? <laughs> it's a pullout. <laughs> I actually did sleep here once. I remember you out. telling us that. Were you in trouble? You were yeah. in trouble. Mm-hmm. I bet you, you were didn't in the get... doghouse and you had to sleep in your office. Mm-hmm. Wait, is well, that I really? I left because I was mad, but like, I didn't have anywhere else to go, so I came here. <laughs> is that really a pullout? Yeah. So you you weren't hanging off the end? <laughs> yeah. No, it goes comes out this way. No, I know, but you it was long enough for you. Um, You're tall. It's not particularly comfortable. Did you have a blanket terrible. or sheets or anything? Yeah, I think I brought a pillow and a blanket. <laughs> hey, next time I live about two blocks from here, the next time you act the fool and you've got to leave, come on over to our house. That's you can good spend to know. The night. Yeah, you really should. I mean, honestly, that I have a refuge. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, and I have it's a couch. not very expensive per night, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really clean. Your house is. Way more clean than mine. My house is clean. It is immaculate. I get pretty Always. OCD about it. Well, you don't have anybody. I mean, I have dogs. I have. Yeah, it'd be weird to sleep in on Tova's couch because you have kids and stuff. They'd be like, why is Kevin here? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. I mean, Kevin Carter would be highly suspect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This is the funniest story. What? <laughs> the other night, Carter went to prom and he took uh, Topher's car. Uh huh. Um, Saturday night, it's a much nicer car than his Jeep. And so the, the next morning, he had parked it out front. And Anna Prynne woke up early for some reason and had looked out the window. Maybe she was opening her drapes or something. <laughs> and she saw Topher's car. She thought he was there she spending did. the night with you? <laughs> she was. Fit to be tied. I mean, I heard her slamming things in the kitchen. And I mean, and then she came into my room and she was like, where dad? And I was like, I don't know. Like, why are you asking me this? Mom, I know his car's out front. I was like, oh yeah, I'm shacking up with dad. I forgot to tell you. I was like, Anna Bren. He, uh, Carter drove his car last night for prom. Calm down. She, I mean, that's like so far from anything that would ever happen. In the realm of possibility. Oh my gosh. I was laughing. So, and then she started, she came and jumped on my bed. I was like, you are a hot mess. She was like, I was so pissed. I was like, well, I thought you were feeding the dogs extra loud. Like, a lot of slamming in the kitchen. <laughs> you tell Anna Prim that if that ever happens, that she needs to give me a ringy dingy. Oh, she would need you bad. <laughs> you would need me <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would. Oh, so many layers to that problem if that ever happened. Oh. Um, okay, so today we are talking. We had a, we had a girl uh, who Instagrammed me. I probably shouldn't say her name because. She's asking about this. And yeah, the, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but she asked us, she said that, I'll, I'll just read you what she said. It was very nice. She said, I listened to all your podcasts, love them all. Would you ever do one on split families, combining families, and how to be a step parent? A lot, a lot of layers there. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of layers there. And both of us have 
have not only experience with people that we meet with from time to time, that's a tough, tough thing, but you have done it. I've done it. And yes. you've done it well. Um, and I, I'm not remarried, but I've certainly, I mean, I've been dating the same guy for a year and a half and that's, I mean, even just the introduction and the, how, how important it is to do that well, you know, the whole dating combining families, it's, it's a slippery slope and it's tricky. And just like everything else in life, it doesn't come with a manual. No, it doesn't. And so there's no real perfect formula because every situation is so different. Every family is so different. All the personalities are so different. Um, so it's a, it's a slippery, slippery slope. I do think there are some things, though, that will make it easier if, if you will do, that, do some things, you know, because I think that it's, it's difficult because we, you're, you'd be so excited about marrying this person and then, you know, you have this idea about the fantasy and the kids getting along and putting it together and then you've got... The oh, I don't have any stepmother <laughs> or the stepfather or any of that stuff, you know, and it and it really can be very difficult. Yeah, and um, and it's really, uh, I mean, it's it's it's. I don't want to use the word unfair because yeah. I mean, the fairs in October. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fairs a place you take your kids. That's uh-huh. what I have said my whole for a long, long time, but. You know, if you're falling in love with somebody and you can't wait to spend the rest of your life with them and they have three kids and you have three kids, you know, the kids are kind of forced in, just like they were forced into the divorce. Now they're being forced into another situation. And I imagine for anybody's kids, no matter how wonderful everybody is involved, that it's not easy. It's, no. It's not easy. Yeah. So um, maybe we talk about some of, you said there's several things that you know of or probably have learned along the way through your work and also just personal. Uh-huh. What are those things that we can do um, to make it better? Well, I'll, I'll share, uh, share a little bit of what, of what Tom and I did, yeah. which... Uh, I think might be a little bit helpful. That'd be great. It's a little bit different because my daughters were already out of the house. Bren was married when Tom and I got married, and Wesley, Wesley was married. Blair wasn't. But um, so, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you a funny story. Right after Tom and I got married, we lived in his duplex. He had a duplex on, he owned a duplex on University and um, so we bought this house together, and we, we, Tom and I were looking at houses, and Bryn came over one day to go look at houses with us, and we walked through this house, and I was like, okay, so that'll be mine and Tom's bedroom, and that'll be Corey's bedroom, and then that third bedroom will be a guest bedroom, and Bryn goes, well, wait, where's my bedroom? And I was like, with, at your house with your husband. <laughs> <laughs> and 
She goes, you mean I don't get my own bedroom in y'all's house just in case I ever want to go spend the night? No <laughs> way. I was like, oh my no, gosh. you don't get a bedroom. You don't have three extra bedrooms in case. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Somebody no. gets a little homesick. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really That's funny. actually really cute. I know, it was really good. Co- she just couldn't believe that. I was thinking about buying a house with Tom and no room for her. <laughs> no room in the end. <laughs> but anyway, so we, um, so when Tom and I got married, Corey was 12. And, uh, or yeah, he was 12. And we, so what, what, and, and Tom's ex-wife lives here in the, in the neighborhood, which was, or in the area, which is great. And so one of the things that I did is I called her, her name is Zuma, and I said, uh, Zuma, I know that you probably know that Tom and I are getting married, and she said yes, and I said, I just want you to know that I have no intention of being Corey's mom. He has a mom, it's you, and if you ever feel like that I am infringing upon your role as mom, then I want you to call me because I don't want to do that. And so then I did the same thing with Corey. I said, Corey, you already have a mom. Nobody wants two moms. And so my goal is to suck up to you and be your friend. And he was <laughs> like, sweet. <laughs> and so Corey and I had a very good relationship, still have a very good relationship. And what what we did was if I had, I would ask Corey to do things. I would say, hey, Corey, would you please put your dishes in the dishwasher or would you please make up your bed or something like that? And he was always really sweet and would be like, sure. And sometimes he did it, sometimes he didn't. But, uh, but if I had a complaint about Corey, I went to Tom with it. And I had Tom... We decided that if there was a complaint about my girls, he would come to me. And if there was a complaint about Corey, I would go to him and he would present that as opposed to me presenting it so that I did not look like I was trying to boss him or get him in trouble or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And that worked out pretty well because what I have seen before is people. You know, let's say a guy has gets married and um, and he has daughters, and this other woman comes in. She starts bossing those daughters. I mean, especially if they're teenagers, you know, they they're not going to take to it. Mm-hmm. And and so no, as I said, nobody wants two moms and nobody wants two dads. Right. One is plenty. Yep. So then the other person is going to be the. If so, if you're blending two families and you have children, then like let's say your family, Tova, you would be in charge of the of of the rules that pertain to your kids, and he would be in charge of the rules that pertain to his kids, and you guys would talk about that ahead of time because you might have different ideas about it, mm-hmm. and so that's it, the communication is just essential. Yeah. You know, you walk in the house and and his kids are there and you see something you don't like and you start saying, you you know, that's not okay with me. You know, without him being there to align with you, it just puts you in a place of of conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and that because your ultimate allegiance is going to be to your children and to him and right. his ultimate allegiance, even if he adores your children, is going to be to his children and to of you. Course. Of course. And so it's difficult. I mean, it can be, it can be funky, but you, as a stepmom, I just never wanted to be the bearer of bad news. Now, after Corey graduated from college, he came home and he was looking for a job. So he was living in our house over on Abbott, where we live now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, one day, he had been looking for a job, but he was looking sort of hard, but not just terribly hard. I walked in the back door. I'd been really tired. I'd, been, I'd seen like a bazillion clients that day, and Corey was asleep on the couch, and there was a big old Whataburger sack in front of him, and he had been there for about three months, and and he set up. He was really cute, and he goes, I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I mean, I looked for a job for a couple of hours, but... Two hours is about all a person can look for a job. <laughs> so I told Tom when Tom got home. That's it. Tova's got a little cough. Yeah. When, uh, so when Tom got home, I said, it's time. It's time for Corey to go. And I said, you know, it, it, if you don't want him going, then I'm going to go for a while. But I'm going to the mansion on your dollar. And so Corey was upset with me, and even his mom was kind of upset with me. I mean, I was like the bad person that was finally pushing Corey out the door. And, I mean, I don't blame him one bit. He had food. He had, you know, uh, his your sheets clean. Heck yeah. and, you know, Clean-y and Tom lady. was having a big time, you know. So, um, so it was really funny that following Thanksgiving, we were sitting at dinner and Blair goes, Corey, so I bet you were really mad at my mom because she made you leave. (laughs) And he goes, yeah. And she goes, don't feel bad. She did the same thing to all of us. (laughs) Because I did after three months, I was like, Goodbye, girls. I bet that made him feel like yeah. it's not. It wasn't him. No, it's just time. It was just time to yes. get out the door. Yes. But it was. But it was a. It was a funky period because Tom. I understood that Tom. He was so happy to have Corey there. Yeah, I get you know, that too. Chat in the morning, chat at night, and I was like, mm. Well, I'm, I'm not doing this. Yeah, no. I, it was time. He graduated from college. It was time for him to go figure something out. Did Tom? <clears throat> Did you do you and Tom have similar um, discipline, thinking and styles? Uh, yeah. Like when he when Corey was acting out or doing whatever, and and would he would he discipline or do what you would have done? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he would talk to Corey about it, and Tom and Corey have always had a really good relationship, and um. Corey got into a little bit. I mean, he did some normal kid things, you know, and um, and there was one that I I made a suggestion and Tom didn't do it because he didn't believe that I knew what I was talking about and about something. And then Tom found out that I really didn't know what I was talking about. But for the most part, we really did. My kids were pretty much gone, so he didn't have to deal with that. But, uh, no, he did a great job with Corey. Corey is really, he was not a problem at all. Yeah, that's you awesome. You know, but he would he would say, Corey, no. I mean, he would confront him. And then when I, if like if there was something like, let's say, 
I had asked him three days in a row to make up his bed, and he didn't. Then I would go to Tom and say, hey, babe, Corey, I've asked him to make up his bed, and he's not doing Would you please reinforce that to him? And he was like, yes. So Tom would be the one to go in and say, Corey. And he didn't say, Janice told me That's you good. hadn't been making up your bed. He went in and said, Corey. You need to make up your bed every day, and you need to put your dishes in the dishwasher. When, after Tom and I first got married, they were both, I mean, you know, two guys. They had lived together in, when he was with Tom, just the two of them, and they were messy. And I came home one day, and I said to Tom, I said, I, first of all, I want you to know that I am not interested in divorcing you. However, I am not willing to live with you and Corey if you're not going to pick up after yourself and put your dishes in the dishwasher. <laughs> I said, we can buy a duplex and we can live next door to each other <laughs> and you can come over and we can roll in the hay and then you can go home. <laughs> but, but my I, place is going to be clean. Uh-huh. It's going to be clean. And he got it and he was like, okay. So so we really it really worked out well. And, and Zuma and I never had problems with that either she didn't feel threatened or yeah so it, it was it was really great but we talked a lot about it and tom was not overly defensive about Corey. if i came to him he he ne- he never belittled my opinion or what i was wanting or never said that's ridiculous janice you know or anything like that so i didn't feel like his loyalty to me was uh, compromised at all, and I never, but I also never put him in a position to have to choose that. Because honestly and truly, if even when I said, you know, Corey needs to go or I'm going, I would have been okay at the mansion for a while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Actually, it kind of sounds fun. Yeah, I I actually want to go check in right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked out great. So I love that it worked out great. It doesn't always work out great. No. Well, he was older too. Yeah. And so just to hit on that real quick, do you think that there is, not that we have any control over it, but is there an ideal age? Like, um, uh, say you got divorced when your kids were eight and Mm -hmm. six and five, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you've been dating. Is it better to get married when they're like you've been dating the same guy for three or four years, should you get married now? Should you wait till they're teenagers? Should you do it before they become teenagers? Should you start dating someone and they are teenagers? Should you wait till they're out of the house? I mean, is it just statistics or research show that any age is more compatible or easier than an, another age? Maybe, but I don't know of those statistics. Mm-hmm. What I think is the most important is that you, the, the man and the woman are aligned on their positions, mm-hmm. you know, so that I did not, I didn't have any interest in being the mother of Corey. Right. Because I didn't want to be in conflict with his mother, and I didn't want to give him that position of being like, why are you telling me this? You're not not my my mom. And trust me, they will say that. My girls would have been all over Tom if he had tried to boss them if they had lived in our house and heck yeah you know so i just think i understand that and i do think that i 
I honestly do think that if people are going to get married and they're going to blend families, that it is essential for them to have some counseling around that so yeah. that you can talk about these issues. How are you guys going to negotiate somebody not putting their dishes in the dishwasher, yeah. for example? Yeah. It's those those sort of things. Totally. It's and the day-to-day stuff. It absolutely yeah, is. That and could be a death by a thousand paper cuts. If some man came and, I mean, can you moved into my house and started disciplining Carter, uh <laughs> I no. mean, it wouldn't work. No, and I and I, I don't, I don't need it, and I don't want it. No, and I didn't. You know, if Tom was going to ground Corey for something, that was between him and Corey. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. would have, I would have never. You know, I don't. I, 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 I think that if you have little children, you know, you better make sure you're on the same page with that too. Yeah. You know, if so, if one of them spanks and the other one doesn't, well, first of all, if you're if you spank your kids, stop. Yeah. Because it's not okay, and um, but I think that that you would certainly want to be very careful with that. I can't imagine some guy coming in and hitting one of my children. Oh, good, that, you know. That, so that, I'd leave, I'd pack. Yeah. So all of that has mm-hmm. to be talked about in length with somebody mm-hmm. that can say, okay, and, and you ha- if you're going to do that as a as a therapist, what I would do, which is probably not surprising, but I would be very bossy about it. I would be very adamant about you cannot do this Mm -hmm. because those children will, it it will, it will cause huge animosity, especially if they already, if their parent, like their father is still alive Mm -hmm. or their mom is still alive, Mm -hmm. you literally want to just be a friend. Mm Mm-hmm. And be an encourager and love them, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom passed away in 2003. My dad remarried. She's not my mom. And I don't want her to be my mom. And never will be your mom. And I don't want a a replacement. There is no replacement. That is my dad's wife. It is not... It it has nothing to do with my mom. No. I mean, it's just nothing to do with my mom. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. That's that's a loyalty. Mm -hmm. We have this deep loyalty to our parents. We do. And I see my children have that with me and with Topher, you know? And and I respect and appreciate that. And I would never want to do anything to compromise that, you know, ever. You know, Topher's dating, uh, he's been dating the same girl for three years, and I don't know her very well at all. Um, But I could tell you that she means nothing to my children compared to me. You know, like, you know, I mean, and, and it really doesn't matter who I've dated or who I am dating. That my children like Craig and they love being around Craig and Craig is lovely with them. But like you said, they're just friends. I mean, mm-hmm. there's their loyalty is with their dad, mm-hmm. as it should be. And yeah. I will always encourage that. Yeah. You know, our children, Topher and I's children, do not need a mom or a dad. No. They have one. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not perfect, but it's... I, I love that you say you have to get on the same page. And you know, a lot of those 
a lot of those conversations I'm sure are really can be really uncomfortable or really mm-hmm. difficult. You know, even as you're dating and you're seeing things that, yes. wow, like, okay, if I'm being realistic, how viable would this be if we combine? You know, you, you have to have those hard thoughts. <laughs> well, and when you think about that, like, for example, if, I mean, Corey and Tom lived in, Tom and Zuma got a divorce when Corey was like four. And so they, Tom and, and Corey had this bro thing going on in that duplex. You know, one time I could, there was this smell in there and I just could not figure out what it was. And I finally found like a sandwich under the bed in Corey's room that there is no telling how long that had been there. And neither one of them smelled it. Oh my And I had been smelling it for days. <laughs> and then one time they came in and I was burning incense and they were like, oh, what smells so bad in this apartment? <laughs> in the duplex. But, you know, so I had to be aware of that they were not, he they weren't me and that, and, and, but yet Tom was good about saying, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make a point of cleaning out the kitty litter, but a little more frequently or something like that, you know? So he didn't, he never took the stance of, well, that's just the way we did it. So you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to be real collaborative when you're talking about all those things because you need to preserve the relationship. Let's say if you and Craig got married, you wouldn't, that relationship is very, very important. And so you have to honor that and still honor your relationship with your kids and not interfere in his relationship with his kids. It's complicated. It can be. (laughs) Yeah, it can be really, really complicated. It's actually pretty simple, though. Yeah. It's about loyalty. Yeah. And so if you keep that in the front of your mind, then it... You may have a little bit of a conundrum as far as which decision, which way you go, but it's important that you hear one another. Like if one of the, if one of the parents, like if Craig came to you with something about your kids, that you do listen non-defensively so that Craig doesn't feel like he's, you know. I bet that's really, really hard. It can Because it, be. it's, it's yes. like anybody, you, I can tell you about mm-hmm. Carter. I can tell you about Anna Prin, I can tell you about George. But you better tell me how wonderful they That's are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's one yeah. person who can talk about the, the, the reality uh-huh. of, of them, and that's me. Everybody else needs to tell me how fabulous they are. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I I have uh, I've seen that dynamic. Um, uh, you know, Cra- Craig and I are just two really different people, and mm-hmm. we discipline different, and and I've thought you know how would how would that work you have to you have to really think about like how would that work so let me ask you is it important what's what's the answer here and um um go with me for a second is do you need to become aligned with the same way so like we're very different about some things we're very aligned on a lot of things but there's a handful of things that we do differently as parents do we need to become aligned about those things with so that all of our kids are experiencing the same thing or or can I just do it how I want to do it 
and he can do it however he wants to do it. And we, regardless of our opinions about that, we need to shut up and put up. What is it? I, I agree. I, I don't think you have to align. I think it's impossible to mm-hmm. have to align. And I have had uh, clients that have come in and they have, let's say, one of them had a seven-year-old and the seven-year-old could look at his iPad in bed for an hour before he went to sleep. Mm-hmm. But then the other one's child, their rule was that she couldn't watch her iPad in bed. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I, uh huh. And I said, I think you got to keep your uh, your path going. And you, and then the uh, the you know the child who doesn't get to look at their iPad is like you. You're saying to that child, look, we think differently about some of these things, mm-hmm. and I know it doesn't seem okay to you or it doesn't seem fair, mm-hmm. but that's the way we're going to do it because mm-hmm. her, their mom, their dad has a different way of doing it than I have of doing it. So we're going to agree to disagree, and it's going to have to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then you can try to align on other things, you know, but I don't think, because you don't want your child to have a big old resentment that they can't look at their iPad yeah. because so-and-so's child can't you know that can't and so they're having to give up their ipad then they're gonna have you know be frustrated and mad about that so there there would be some things let's say you're talking about something like alcohol in the house Mm -hmm. underage drinking Mm -hmm. i i think in that i think you would really definitely want to align Mm -hmm. because i feel like that it could have some legal impl- implications, and so I think that would be important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you're, and, and most of the things I think you would align drinking and driving, all of sure. that stuff. You got to go to school, you know. However, now if you had a a, a a kind of a rule in your house that if somebody said they didn't want to go to school that day, they didn't have to go. My, I did that with my daughters. My daughter's like, I just am so tired of school. I don't want to go today. I'd say, okay, you can stay home, you know, cause they made their grades and they did their stuff. So mm-hmm. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And so, but if somebody else is like, no, you have to go to school, then again, I'm not going to make my kids go to school just because somebody else's kid had to go. Mm-hmm. And so then the other kid will be, your kid would be like, my kid, it's not fair. They don't have to go. But I'm going to say, well, everybody's different. Yeah. And sometimes you just don't, it's not the same. I've, I've thought about, and that's great advice. I've thought, you know, my house and I think I've shared, it's loud. Uh-huh. I have a loud house. Uh-huh. And I mean, my, our poor neighbors, I, we, our next door neighbor just moved and I really think it's because we're so loud. I'm not <laughs> joking. <laughs> well, Carter goes, he left because he hates us. <laughs> <laughs> well, good riddance then. He doesn't need to get, have the privilege. <laughs> but you know, our house is the house where all the kids go. Um, yeah, right, you know, right. We always have a bunch of kids. There's usually music. The garage is... The kids hang out. I mean, there's a big stereo back there. There's basketballs bouncing all hours of the night. And I've often thought, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love that energy. I love their kids' friends there. I love all of it. Yeah. But I've thought, what if I was ever with somebody? I mean, there's people out there who just don't like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they like a quiet home or Mm -hmm. they're used to a quiet home. Maybe they didn't have kids or all their kids are grown. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they don't want to 
be the stepdad of three kids and they don't want Hillcrest high school at their house every Friday and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And, um, what would you do? Cause that's not black and white, you know? And, uh, like that would be, I guess, one of those things that you just have to get on the same page about. Otherwise there would be constant conflict about that. Or you decide to not get married at that time. Yeah. Yeah. If your kids were already, let's say the age of your kids and mm-hmm. you were like, you know, we could get married, but you might want to keep a little apartment somewhere or go to a hotel if we're going to have party central here, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have to kind of think about that. Yeah. You know, because it would I would hate for you to like be forced to not have all of those kids at your house if it's something that you really like. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now if they were in seventh grade and they had five years left yeah. of that, that might be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do think that, uh, you know, th- I mean, I think there are ways around it. I-, I mean, I've had people get married and then live in their different houses while the kids graduate. So they just don't have to have that, you know, but that, but wow. they, but the kids are older, you know, so they're like in high school already. And so everybody than blend, keeps their house, the two, the, the mom and the dad keep the house. And then when the kids are at the, it's kind of like what you and Craig do now when you, when the kids are with their other parent, then you guys can hang out with wherever or whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, mm-hmm. you know. So they just continued that, but they went ahead and got married. Oh. So then they could, uh, I, I don't know what your rules are. I I was not willing to spend the night at Tom's or have him spend the night at my no. house if my children were there. No, I don't know. Or if Corey were there. That's my rule. That, yeah. It's actually in my decree because I didn't want yeah. that to happen either No, way. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why you could, it, you could oh, right. go it, ahead and get married mm-hmm. and then he could be there in, as much as he wants, you know, right. but, but, but he would still have his space if that was the sort of thing that he's like, I just can't take this and you weren't willing to. Yeah. You know, God's all, I mean, you want to talk about compromise. That's the blended family takes a lot of compromise. It does, but it's not, it's not hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a matter of being willing to compromise and being empathetic to the partner. And rather than saying, well, that's just wrong. You're like, you know what? I have a different opinion. Mm -hmm. So here's, let's think about what we can do around that. You're just not going to agree about all of that. Yeah. And it's not about winning. I think a lot of people look at it as Mm -hmm. if they're not, if their spouse or future spouse or whatever is not perfectly aligning with them, then there's like some breach of loyalty or love and it's not like, no, it has nothing to do with that. mm -mm. And you know what else? I do think if the children are really small, you know, like let's say that, uh, Bryn remarried and her kids aren't small, but they're in elementary school and middle school. So there are quite a years, quite a few years left. I would think that it would be really important for somebody at that age to get some real counseling and talk about all those issues in their premarital counseling stuff. And if they're really young children, then you definitely want to make sure that you have some idea of how you see the high school years even evolving mm-hmm. so that there are no big surprises. Yeah, yeah. 
So how, how, what do we do? What do people do? I know that for a lot of people, the X is an issue. Um, whether it's, um, I mean, God, make up a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all kinds of issues that can come up with, with having an ex. And I know for a lot of people, that's, it can be a very difficult relationship. You know, whether it, like you and Tom mm-hmm. <clears throat> get mm-hmm. along so well with your exes, that could be hard or weird for some people. Yeah. Topher and I get along very well. That could be very difficult. I mean, we're not having lunch ever or no, hanging right. out, but we co-parent very well. We get along very, we have mutual respect for one another. I'm always, we try really hard to be on the same team with the kids. We never pit one against the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just, I think we do it really, really, really well. I do too. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. But, you know, that's not always the case. And there's a lot of exes that cause problems, codependent um, yeah. issues. There was, a, there was one incident where uh, Tom... I was sitting on the couch and Tom was in this conversation with Zuma and they were kind of, they were kind of arguing about something and I could, and I could hear her talking and she was really animated. She's Puerto Rican. So she's got this fiery little, you know, animation with her and Tom was just kind of, yes, yes, yes. And I, I was sitting there looking at Tom and I'm like, thinking, dude, man, up and push back some, you know, and he got off the phone and I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? I, why did you not stand up to her and tell her to stop talking to you like that or something like that? And Tom was like, because I do not want to sabotage my relationship with Corey because of that, because I, he was so accommodating to her and she always was like, Tom, do you want Corey? Tom, do you want Corey? When she didn't, Mm. or if he wanted Corey, Mm. she (coughs) always agreed. And Mm. so he said, I, I do that because I, I, that battle is not worth me fighting because I want to have Corey Every single chance I can. Mm. And so, Interesting. you know, there it was, me thinking wow. he needed to push back and, mm-hmm. and no, he was right on. Wow. That's, I bet that story is going to help a lot of people. Because I wanted him to be some sort of man to her. Mm-hmm. 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 And that probably had some more to do with something going on with you. Like, why do oh, you? Like, do you know what it is? I Figured it out because I, after that incident, I started thinking, why was I so bothered by Tom being so nice? Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about it. Whenever I have that sort of experience, whether I had a lot of energy around it, then I know there's, it's something historical. It's something from my childhood. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking, and I remember my dad being very passive when my mom was railing about something to him that had to do with my sister and I. 
because my sister and I used to get in these arguments and stuff when we were little. And my dad would come home from work, and my mom would just kind of go, you know, and my dad was like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I, I thought, that's it. I wanted my mom to stand, uh, my dad to stand up to my mom. Because yeah. what my mom would do is she would wait till my dad got home and tell on us. And then, you know, and then he would get mad at us because she didn't want to have, I don't know. But it was not, it was kind of messed up. But I thought, oh my gosh, there's a historical piece to that. Because it didn't make any sense. What do I care? Right. You know, but it was, but he was being very smart. Yeah, that is very smart. Yeah. I, there's a, a dear friend that I know and her, she has a very, 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 very difficult time, rightfully so, with the dynamic that her husband has with his daughter, adult daughter. Oh. Um, like adult adult. Adult adult. Off the payroll daughter. Well, she works for him. Oh. <laughs> not, not. <laughs> Could be off the yeah. payroll. <laughs> yeah. So there's just a, it, it, she doesn't like it. And she feels like he's a huge enabler and da, da, but you know what? It's his company and it's his daughter and it's and so every single time she gets he gets on the phone with her, she leaves. Mm-hmm. She just walks out and works in the garden. Uh-huh. Because smart. She, yeah, because she's like it has nothing to do with me and yet I hear them and I hear the dysfunction. I hear the enabling. I hear the and she's like, and I, it just makes me so mad. And she goes, so now I just go garden. I Perfect. put on my Bose headphones and I go out and work in the garden. I'm like. Smart. Because she, she doesn't want to have to get in that battle. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. And that happens quite a bit. And I think that that is, you know, you think is that I need to mind my own business and that mm-hmm. the relationship between those two, unless it directly affects her, is really not inside her hula hoop. Yeah. So she takes her mind and goes out into the garden where she's minding her own business. Yeah. And that is a very smart woman. Yeah. She's brilliant. I mean, she's... Because if you put him in a position of choosing between that adult daughter mm-hmm. and and uh, and her, you know, she'll probably lose. Yeah. Because well, he's not going to walk away from his daughter. Well, and even if he did, he'd lose. Somebody lose. Everybody loses right. in that situation. Because in families, there are no winners. If yeah. there's a winner, there's a loser. And if somebody that you love loses, everybody loses. That's just how I... Look at you guys got to all be on the same team. Yeah. There was a, an incident with Corey one time and uh, Tom had, he said, ask me, he said, what would you do with this? And I said, okay, so are you asking me like if as a therapist, what I would do with this? And he said, yes, I want to know your opinion. And I was like, so I told him what I would do. And then he talked with Zuma and they decided not to do what I told them to do. And so I said, uh, he said, well, no, we talked and we're not going to do what you said to do. We're going to do something else. And I was like, okay, so here's the deal. The next time you ask for my opinion, write me a check. Because then I won't care if you do it or not. (laughs) 
Totally. I mean, half the people, including me, they come into your office and you give them the advice. They walk out and do whatever the hell they're going to want to do anyway. Like, at least pay me for my frustration. That's right. I'll take I'll take that two hundred dollars and I'll go buy a pair of shoes and (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) It's so funny, Janice, and it's so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, uh, the girl who who the same girl who goes out to the garden. What Uh she said is funny. Like not not in her hula hoop. She always says. Not my circus, not my monkey. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that, that saying. Is that is so good. I do too. But yeah. It is a, uh, it's tricky because it's your family. I, I mean, know. and it's a, it's a battle of loyalties, you know, when you're getting into this. And, and so, I mean, what we've said, and I think it's just so true is remembering that you're all playing for the same team. Yes. And, if you can look at it, like if Craig and I were to ever get married, we're team Cedo shrank. Like we've got a, the solution has to be what's for us, not what's best for Tova and Craig loses or what's best for Craig and Tova loses. Right. And if there's some of those decisions that have to be made, then you, if there's something that you absolutely cannot compromise on, then that's where you get to practice that muscle of agree to disagree and look at the ultimate result. The ultimate result is you don't want you and your partner to have difficulties as a result of that. No. Why do you think it is so hard for people to agree to disagree, Janice? Because people want to be right, you know? They just want to be right rather than, huh, okay. I think I want to be right. Yeah. Do you? Uh, Do you suffer from well, that I, syndrome? I am right. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, here's, I, I here's just, the situation. I just suffer <laughs> from delusion. <laughs> That's my suffrage. Oh. No, I love being right. And I, I yes, I do want to be right. But sometimes I'm just, I, I mean, in my head, I might think, yeah, well, I'm right, but they don't know. But that's okay. I can agree to disagree. You can and do that well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I have people all the time in my office that will disagree with me. You know, and I'm like, okay. God, I feel right. like I just never disagree. I feel like I think you're always right. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, will you call my family? <laughs> Tom, the girls. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you say it, I'm like, oh, she's right. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's the right thing to do. <laughs> that's the right way to look at it. <laughs> I totally do. But it's, I have that. I, that's, I'm not proud to say that, but I really do believe that if I think it, that it's right. Well, a, and oh, sorry, guys. Me no, go, Kev. I was just gonna say that's a big part of why I went into business for myself because I like to be right. I don't like someone telling me how something is supposed to be done. Yes. and I just learned that I am not a good subordinate, and then I didn't have to embrace that. Like, <laughs> what know. about in your marriage? Do you like to be right in your marriage? Definitely. Too? Really? <laughs> yeah. So you suffer from the same thing I do. Yeah, I think me so. Too. Now, if I've screwed up, I need them to know why I'm right. You yeah. know, to understand it. Oh, like that's, and if you if the first example doesn't work, the tenth. Well, yeah. finally, It'll convince you. Yes, I have learned that if there's things that I, Tom and I, disagree on a lot of things, mm-hmm. and so what I've learned to do with him is I'll walk away, and in my head, I'll think 
He doesn't have a clue. (laughs) I'm right. (laughs) So I believe me. Nobody else does. I should practice that. (laughs) Maybe it's just, I don't have, I do have the problem of I think I need to win because I think that I'm right. Mm-hmm. Me uh, too. Yeah. Well, you, oh, but I do believe that if I win, they lose, and that's uh-huh. if I love them, I don't want it, them uh-huh. to lose. So I do. I understand. At least I see myself. I, you know, I think a lot of it is we were we were raised by people telling us that's just not right. That's not right. That and and I and what is the? I don't even know what it means. I mean, two plus two is four. That's a fact. Right. But so much of it out there is not yeah. factual. Feelings mm-hmm. are not facts. It's just they're just feelings. And it's just opinions. Yeah, and it's opinions. Yes. And I mean it's the way I'm so raising different. my children is just my opinion that it's right. I mean it's yes. totally right. But other people might not understand how right I am. But that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, Tova. <laughs> well, it's, you know, meeting each other with understanding, mm-hmm. compassion, playing for the same team, a, a lot, making sure your loyalties are aligned right. I mean, that triangle that you talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that like, primary triangle. Yeah, the primary. If, if you're married, your spouse is at the top, yeah. children are in the next tier. Once they leave home. Yeah, once they leave home. Exactly. Yeah. Your adult children go down to the next place. Yeah. And so putting them in that space is probably a challenge for some people. Mm-hmm. And I think that I do think it's important that if you're going to blend a family is that you agree on like the basics. Abuse. Mm-hmm. Define it. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. How are you going to deal with if one of the children gets physical with another one or gets really verbally abusive with another one, you know, so that you have a, a pretty strong understanding of what that looks like? Because you never know. You could get be with somebody and n- not having been around with their, their children on a day-to-day basis and they go to fisticuffs with one another or they're screaming bloody murder at one another and your children would be mortified if that happened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think that or or what sort of tv is okay Mm -hmm. you know do you allow if you if your 12 year old can watch breaking bad what is your 10 year old are you going to put expose your 10 year old to that and some of those I mean, there's a lot of those little mm-hmm. things. What do you do about food? Do you make kids clean their plate? Mm-hmm. Do they have to eat what yeah. what's offered? Yeah. I mean, all of chores. those things. Money. Chores. Allowances. Yes. I all mean, of those things. There's a lot. There is a lot to talk about. Yeah, maybe you Aren't don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, no, teasing. No. It does make your head explode. I'm it like, kind of does. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that I'm past that point. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jane. Oh, you're Super welcome, Tova. Helpful. That was fun. I'm glad we talked about that. Yes. And thank you so much, listeners, who are writing in and giving us suggestions. We love Bring it. Bring them on. Yeah. They're yeah. always helpful and good. So really? I really appreciate it a lot. Thanks, Kevin. You're the man. Thank you, guys. You demand, Kevin. Demand. <laughs>